Welcome to the first Cardiff Ajax podcast episode. Tonight we have David Medhurst, Ben Nolan, John Shergold, Josh Kennedy, who are all members of Cardiff Ajax, joining me, the host, Toby Nichols, for a roundtable discussion. This is an amateur production and we just wanted to share uh, and engage with members a discussion around some, some topics cycling related. As as a club, we are not meeting socially at the moment. We thought it would be appropriate just to share some ideas. I hope you enjoy the thoughts of the the members that have come on board to discuss tonight's theme, which is gravel bikes. If you have or would like to be involved in the future with any topics for discussion, please get in touch with Jake Bailey or David Medhurst. We are free to create any content to, to engage our members. And I hope you enjoy the show. I'm Toby Nichols. Um, I guess I'm I'm hosting this, and I've been uh, brought along John, David, Josh, and Ben to contribute to their expertise and experience across the club in, and in the world of cycling on tonight's um, topic. Uh, my background is I'm, I'm a relatively new member to Ajax. I've been a member for just over a year, and I've <coughs> I've recently bought a gravel bike. So. I guess I'm in, I'm the new kid on the block, and we've got some the team here that have got some some ex, some vast experiences, and I hope I might be able to contribute as a as a new member uh, and someone new to this topic um, to share my my newbie experiences. John, do you want to introduce yourself and your background in the club? Hi, um, yeah, my name's John. Um, I first was a member of the club. Oh, must have been like. 2000 or 2003 in fact back when Dave started um we were both at university um and then I moved away did various things lived in London which was a terrible idea um and then came back um and we're back riding bikes um based on your previous sort of statement I, I to be honest we're all fairly new to gravel riding gravel riding in itself hasn't actually existed for that long um one of the things that doubtless will get brought up in a few moments is, is it actually a thing or is it just a new name for something that's already been there? John, anyway, are, you being, are you being a cynic at the intro to this podcast? <laughs> mate, mate, lay, lay, it, out, lay, it out as it, lay it out as it starts. Lay it out the as members it are listening and we're, we're here to grip their time for the next 40 minutes and we're, we're starting positively. Okay, thanks for that, John. David, talk us through your, your background. Yeah, so um, hi everyone, David Medhurst. Uh, I joined the club in, I think it was 2009, and not many people know, but I've got a bit of a confession. So I, I was a runner, um, and I turned to cycling an injury, and uh, yeah, sort of remained a roadie for 10 years plus, and then got into gravel last year, and I just thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, looking forward. I'm re also relatively new, but done quite a lot over the last year, so looking forward to, to chat about it more. Great. Uh, Josh, hey. tell us your story. So, so I'm uh, Josh Kennedy um, and basically my background is probably more mountain bikey than uh, roadie or anything like that, to be honest. Um, I joined the club literally about six months ago, um, took up <clears> road biking about a year ago after I had uh, quite a lot of bad injuries with mountain biking and uh, carrying quite a lot of them. So um, just wanted a different option to, to keep it 
fresh and you know have different options with bikes um so got into the road biking got quickly hooked on that and um now i decided to buy a gravel bike because that's another option with um with mountain biking as well and it's it's a bit less than my enduro bike my enduro mountain bike is an absolute <laughs> brick to carry around and a uh, bit of a bit of a beast to, to ride on road and stuff so gravel bike was the um other option and also it attracted me really because the endurance side of it is awesome i love the fact that you can get out and adventure on it it gives you so many options and it's it's something that i can share with my other half in the future as well because she's um on about getting one now as well so you know so get her on board and uh yeah it's good stuff that is literally the holy grail josh that really (laughs) is yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i agree i've got i've got her into road biking got her into mountain biking a bit and now uh now i think she's she's on the gravel so yeah you could, josh you should be a politician you seem to be able to convince anyone to do anything you're running the country that's how i've managed to get bikes in our house and stuff <laughs> get your other half into it job done well <laughs> Okay, Ben. The first time I met Ben, but I did see on Strava that he posted a 74, um, I think it was 74 mile gravel bike this weekend. And I looked at the route and realized quite quickly that that was way out of my league. And I was suitably impressed. So there you are, Ben. I've given you the stage. Oh, thanks. Seat me up. Yeah, so I've been Ben Nolan, it's me. Um, been in Ajax for about three years, I think. Uh, Ajax is my fifth road cycling club. Um, mainly due to uh, locational constraints more than uh, people kicking me out or anything but um, yeah so started riding mountain bikes in the late 90s Um, there's yeah there's quite a lot of crossover with those and what we're calling gravel bikes I guess Um, started road biking in 2012 um, with a club in Oxford Um, and yeah I, I do everything sort of road mountain bike and gravel yeah which maybe we like to call adventure i'm sure we'll get more into that but yeah i just like having adventures on bikes really um and that's kind of don't really care where or what the bike is but as long as there's uh some adventure to be had i think that's that's kind of i think that's why a lot of people are liking gravel at the moment as well it sounds like we got we got four members here and myself that are, are keen on bikes and this gravel thing seems to be relatively new we're all um adopters some of us have got a mountain bike background so i am going to ask the the question which is going to start the discussion which is um, a very popular question but given the the current trends in um in gravel biking and where and and the links between mountain biking and where how gravels emerged i know john's going to come in with some home truths on this um but i guess the only question is what is gravel bike and why and where is it emerged from and how does it differ from say mountain biking from 20 years ago and the question which we can all drop in to all the members is is, do you need a gravel bike let's not i'll start with that let's maybe come into that so i'll open the floor to you guys what what is gravel biking where has it emerged and how does it sort of differ from um, mountain biking okay um if if no one minds i'll i'll kick that one off with my best positive hat on okay so uh gravel riding (laughs) is effectively what what i used to call and what the most people used to call mountain biking about 10 15 probably 15 20 years ago in reality so it 
if you look at a modern cyclocross course, it's effectively what I used to race mountain bikes on of that era. Um, the only real difference between gravel bikes and mountain bikes of that era are the drop bars, the fact that they have 700c wheels, and the gearing is slightly bigger in most most cases. Um, I I did used to race 1.5 inch mountain bike tires. Yes, riding a mountain bike on 1.5 inch tires is. I can see Ben nodding. He's been there. He's he's felt the pain. Um, but as I say, they have drop bars. Um, my old mountain bike used to have 25 inch flat bars, which is, well, put in context, the brake levers were that close together that you used to have to run them at different angles. So they missed each other. Um, but as I say, it's it's all about riding bikes. Um, the technology has moved on so much further that rather than having a mountain bike that could do a certain thing. Um, but was slow and clunky and weighed an awful lot, you can ha now have the benefits of a road bike, the benefits of a kind of slightly less capable mountain bike, all wrapped up in one lightweight, easy-to-maintain package. Although Dave will probably now tell us how many times he's broken his, and we'll have to rethink that. <laughs> well, I'm not, not broken a gravel bike yet, but I'm, I, I completely agree. Like... If you're gonna own one bike, it's got to be a gravel bike. Exactly, and I, I think that's one of the reasons why it's taken off so much. Because I'm gonna be honest, I apart from the Nikolai, I haven't really ridden anything else on the basis that 99% of the time I don't want to scare myself on the big bike. Um, it allows me to do what I do on the road bike 90% as quickly. It allows me to do 90% of what I do on the mountain bike, and it makes everything a lot more entertaining. Win-win mm -hmm. yeah, situation. It makes you a lot smoother as well. When I jump back on my enduro bike after jumping on the gravel bike, you're finding the lines a lot better because you have to with a gravel bike. Pretty there's, much. There's a Does this mean I'd be a pro going downhill now then? Dave, you'd be a pro at everything. <laughs> So for the for the for the sake of the members, if someone want to explain exactly, maybe if one of the members is listening or someone's listening and they're like, well, what is a gravel bike? Should we sort of go back to what we what is a gravel bike in its physical sense, I guess? Because if someone, I guess, if a member's listening to this and I, oh, what are these what are these loons going on about, and they went and sort of googled it, can we just articulate really quickly what a gravel bike is? I guess. I think it's a a comfortable or like a slightly more comfortable road bike with larger tire clearance is probably about all you need to say. Like there's a lot of other nuances, but as soon as you can fit more than probably 32, 33 mil tires, then you're probably able to go on more of an adventure. Um, yeah, and to kind of definitely. just add to what John said earlier, like a, a lot of it is harking back to like mountain bikes in the late nineties, but yeah. people were doing this stuff way before then as well. Like, Look at like the original tour or like the rough stuff guys, rough stuff, rough stuff fellowship. Um, you know, people were doing these adventures uh, 50, 60, 70 more years ago. Um, they just uh, they just hurt more because they they rode skinny tires, <laughs> they rode heavy old steel bikes. But um, I like that, to be we... I'm just going to throw out. There's an article in uh, one of the rulers that I've got sat. Um, in the office uh basically it's an interview with tom ritchie 
who uh, I'm sure some of you have heard of as a sort of frame manufacturer. He sort of kicked off or is deemed to have kicked off the whole sort of mountain bike thing. But as I say, he was effectively building what we would now call gravel bikes in the 70s. Um, They were literally just burly road bikes that he could ride all day without braking as far as he was concerned. Um, Yeah. I'd really like, yeah, in answer to the question, what is gravel? For me, it's the the rebirth of adventurous cycling um, and and just yeah, giving people the ability to go the extra distance and go wherever they want, basically. It, they're they're and, super and, comfortable to ride as well. I mean, over long periods of time, they're, they're brilliant. And across road, across all sorts of terrain, I think it is the, just a do-it-all bike. Yeah, I think Ben's statement of... Uh, his opening statement of it's just bikes to have adventures on that Mm. pretty much sums it up for me Um, I can have more bigger and more varied adventures on a gravel bike than I can on any other type of bike you're only going to lose like if you're comparing it to your road bike like what are you going to buy if for your one bike a road bike or a gravel bike or a mountain bike like you if you buy the gravel bike, you're going to lose maybe 5% from uh, what you can put out on the road in terms of power, speed, aerodynamics, you know, maybe 10%, I don't know, um, with the right tires and things. Um, but yeah, you can go and do, you know, pretty much what a mountain bike can do as long as you don't want to do anything, you know, crazy steep. But So, so Josh, you've got, you know, when you introduce yourself to the um, to the group, you, you've made that transition probably from being heavily into road bike into gravel. How did that how did that transition go? Because it seems like you've you've almost moved into adventure gravel biking from from heavy road being a, a very full on road bike user. How's uh, that been? Yeah, I'd I'd say it's been been a good experience. I mean, it's it's good to just have adventures and just literally not let it. When the tarmac ends, you can carry on and just uh have your own adventure in the forest and stuff and it's, it's just I, I find it really good because it means that i don't have to lug my big enduro mountain bike anywhere um i can get out on the gravel bike and just as john and ben were saying you can pretty much do as much as you want apart from probably the the biggest stuff that you do on a mountain bike so you know jumps and drops and stuff like that i'd say uh best left uh, enduro bikes um, they are possible though they are possible they, <laughs> they are possible. possible i can vouch for this yeah they still scary are but probably not enjoyable though yeah <laughs> well my, my story is quite interesting because i went from um i got a couple of road bikes and fizzing around on road bikes and uh, having been into that for sort of five years i saw a lot of south wales that i didn't know was actually there so that was a real eye i was like wow this amazing countryside, even on the tarmac, I could see. And then I kind of through the community, through the club, got into this gravel biking and, and a couple of members said, basically pushed me and said, do it. And through the, through the community of the club, I selected a bike. I didn't, and, and that was really interesting for me. The, the Ajax sort of WhatsApp community helped me choose a bike and didn't make me make a bad step. Then my, I've got an amazing, this is an amazing story, by the way. My first gravel outing, when, when I went up to Drytham with John, went on a fire track, and then he said, no, no, we don't want to do this. And we dropped off on these muddy, horrendous trails, and he said, this is probably mountain bike territory. And I thought to myself, you know what? 
I just tested this bike to death. Um, and it was fab. So I had a really great experience with John there. And I went on some trails and some real sloppy, steep stuff. He would probably say it wasn't. But for me, as my first adventure, it was pretty full on. Um, then the following week, because the regulations allowed us, I went up, went, went up Lambona with Dave and felt horrendous afterwards because I was trying to keep up with him, which is a silly thing to try and do, um, and failed at that. And then, <laughs> and then the following week, I thought, right, well, let's go up Kumkan. So I went up the Turk twerk trail up and back on my gravel bike and i didn't really know much about kunkan i got up there and got back and then really had fully tested this gravel bike to death in three weeks and was kind of like you know what this is really cool really enjoyed it so yeah yeah so that's kind of my my three week right uh, jump right into the deep end which was kind of cool i've got to admit i'm really glad you said that because we went out on that ride and i was like well it's towards the it's towards the steeper side of gravel riding, but he looks game. And you, you said you enjoyed it, but I couldn't yeah, tell if you were just being nice. No, no, no. It was really interesting because when I when I grew up from the age of six till I was fifteen, I used to race BMXs. So some of that stuff, it was really interesting for me. It brought it all back, and having been out on a road bike, I, I really enjoyed that. That, but this sort of rekindled some of my stuff from. Um, childhood and yeah John you did scare me a couple of times but it's all it was good it was good it's, it's I, part I, of the I've course with John it, it is part of the course with John if you're not scared there's something wrong <laughs> I haven't spent the day with him in Bike Park Wales the only thing I felt scared on, on my I remember my first gravel ride and it was with Dave Jarrum um, I, I think we must have done um, somewhere up towards Lamwano and uh, yeah, I just remember being just completely amazed by the openness, the freedom, um, the lack of traffic um, and that sense of exploring. And I think for me, it was sort of, you know, I've, I've been riding around, around Cardiff and South Wales for 11, 11 or so years now. And I kind of know everywhere there is to go pretty well. Um, and it just opened up this whole new um, avenue in terms of places to go and amazing sort of sights to see. Um, and nothing beats that remoteness that you get, even though you're not that far really from anywhere. You just feel like you're in the middle of nowhere and just got nature around you. And yeah, no, I think I think that's what's what's been great. I think that's it. Unless you, yeah, sounds sounds. Unless you were super fit and willing to drag a mountain bike, because I I've ridden my mountain bike to Kumkan, a lap of Kumkan, and then the long way home, and that's a hundred. That's just over 120k on a mountain bike which is doable but it's a drag it's an absolute pain um and of that ride probably about four or five percent actually warranted the mountain bike yeah whereas i can do the same thing on a gravel bike in probably about three quarters of the time okay and that four percent i either avoid or I redefine what it means to be interested, shall we say? Um, but I can do the rest of it faster, smoother, and it just makes the whole thing a whole lot more pleasurable. Um, it's just about riding bikes. It's that adventure thing. Um, and and that's what I love. That's literally where it comes from. So, so Ben, talk us through sort of some of the routes you've done. I, I saw your Strava the other day, and I think for the members listening, when we talk about some of the sort of routes we're talking about, there's the 
big open fire gravel roads that sort of link areas in forests, which are not very technical at all. They're, you know, they're not far off tarmac to an extent. I think you can find some really, um, it's not technical stuff. There's not rocks everywhere. It's not sort of undulating gravel. There's some inclines involved. So talk us through maybe some of the routes you've from Cardiff that you you go exploring. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, there's, I mean, I think actually Cardiff might be one of the best places, definitely sort of south of Scotland for gravel biking. You know, it's amazing because on our doorstep, we've got, you know, the Ridgeway and the forests, which, you know, are all great fun to go play in the summer when it's not uh, chest deep in mud. Um, and particularly at the moment with lockdown, all the forests and stuff are very busy with walkers. So, yeah, having those further places to go and get out is is great. And that's that's kind of why I've been exploring further afield just to to get away from stuff and to be out on your own so yeah this weekend went over towards uh glencorig um so you can go out um you've got to take the taff or the road to ponty and then basically from there it's double track gravel um the odd single track if you want it i um, mean yeah it's just it's beautiful it's it's um like i said it's double track so it's mostly fairly smooth you know the the odd rougher gravel surface but you can you know you can do you know, 10 to 15 miles an hour average depending on how fit you are um and you can do you know you, you can easily do a, a 100k day um you can do more if you want but yeah w- the weekend went out to like i say glencorig and saw everything bit of snow bit of gravel bit of single track um and very few people once you get out there and i think like the main joy of it is just no cars you know no no traffic to contend with on those on those double track gravel lanes and it's just it's so peaceful, um, particularly at the moment where, you know, trying to kind of avoid people, I suppose, and get a bit of headspace. So, yeah, there's 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 loads of stuff um, to go explore. Um, yeah, I know, I know David's done a lot, a lot of that, too. And um, yeah, I think the thing is, for me, that's another fact. Another thing in gravel is 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 not just the being out there and enjoying it. It's the fact that there's all the build up and the planning. Like I'm, I'm a bit of a, a map. Um, nerd, I really enjoy looking at the maps and Strava, um, Strava heat maps, etc. Trying to plan the routes, look at new areas, and um, you know, if you if you if you're not the sort of person who's interested in that, we've now got so much knowledge between us, we can share routes and stuff. But equally, discovering it yourself is is pretty fun too. I, I've enjoyed that side of it. I actually just um jump in again on that the i started putting together a bit of a spreadsheet of like local gravel routes so that might be useful oh, cool. to get into it um everything from like 20k to 200k um and everything in between not not all my own work you know david plots a lot of stuff and um, a lot of the other guys as well so yeah mostly tried and tested um although you know <laughs> kind of, i think perfect. that'd be awesome for us newer um guys to gravel to be honest because it gives us the option of you know picking and choosing which routes we want to do then doesn't it so i've I've got slightly better at working out which ones are rivers and which ones are gravel tracks now but i wouldn't say (laughs) (laughs) i'd argue that's half of the fun if not more yeah yeah exactly um it's it's i've done a lot of route planning mostly uh kind of much longer distance if i'm if i'm riding around kind of the local area i'll tend to just sort of follow my nose and try not to get too lost or get lost and find my way uh get unlost as mike famously used to say um but if i'm doing one of the big adventure races then i will do an awful lot of map 
um, planning. And you're right, it's it's one of the is one of the best bits about it. Um, as I say, I managed to use Ride with GPS to map my way from here to uh, Istanbul or from Belgium to Istanbul. Did not take a wrong road. Did some gravel riding on my 23 mil uh, gator skins. Um, I did some off-road light, shall we say, but at <laughs> no point did I get lost um, and had an absolute whale of a time doing it. And I think that's what it is. It gives you gives you that ability to do whatever you want. Because if I'm out on the big bike, that limits me to big bike terrain. If I'm out on the road bike and I see a nice sort of track leading off um, a bit of single track, um, as we as we discovered, Toby, if I'm on the road bike, then I can't do it or I'm limited to doing it in the dry. Whereas on the gravel bike, I could give it a go. I might have to go a bit slower than I would on the mountain bike or a bit kind of more careful than I would on the on the sort of cross country bike. But it'll cope. It'll be fine. I won't break it or myself, hopefully. It's just opening possibilities. And I guess that's the bit I've learned really quickly. I was I was just truly amazed um, from the first outing of my, my gravel bike. It was two things that amazed me is how quick it went compared to my road bike. It wasn't far off. And secondly, after um, John and Dave, David and Kum Khan, um, and I, I, what I threw at it at Kum Khan, I was just truly amazed what this thing could do. Mm. I will confess, though, there is a story. On my outing with Dave Meadows, he took us down this really ropey lane, that, and it was horrendous. And I was so unlucky. I got a rock throughout and smashed into my ring and rim and ding the rim. But that's we'll just blame it on Dave, shall we? Yeah. Just blame it on Dave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything else in Ajax gets blamed on Dave. So <laughs> why ever to not? Be, to be fair, I've got I've got Dave to blame for getting me into gravel biking. Because he persuaded me on one of the um, Zwift group rides that we were doing and was chatting to me. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll look into that, actually. And, uh, yeah. Josh, you don't sound like the kind of guy who needs much persuasion to buy a bike to me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No, I don't. I'm not. (laughs) So if we were, you know, if the members are listening and we've got some members that are thinking about toying with gravel gravel bike and they're, they're sitting on the on the fence as to whether they should jump in and do this i guess we're trying to say yes you should because of the sense of adventure there's no traffic it's a bit safer than being on the road to an extent um we're all converts what 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 do they need to get what what what's on offer what is the market um is the industry uh overpriced is it put, putting people in the wrong direction what, what do they actually need to get up and going for a gravel bike do you know what I think is absolutely brilliant about this whole thing? You can spend absolutely nothing. You can ride gravel on a road bike with 28 mil tires and you'll have to be a bit more careful. You can ride gravel on a 29er downhill mountain bike, but you'll be a bit slower. But you're still riding. You're still out there. You're still doing it. You can spend absolutely nothing, literally ride what you've got, or you can spend six and a half, seven thousand pounds on a Pinarello gravel e fancy bike, whatever you want to call it. Um, and you're going to have just as much fun. 
arguably more fun. I don't know. I don't own a Pinarello nine and a half grand e gravel bike thing. Um, so I'll have to leave that to those that do. But as I say, you yeah. can ride anything. And yeah, I think that's a good point, John. You don't you don't need to spend you don't need to spend loads of money. Um, you you can likely have a go with what you've got, or or you know. Uh, I, I will mention. <laughs> John's asked us not to mention Planet X, but I'm going to mention them. You got Planet X and buy a 500 quid bike. Um, you know, and that'll probably do the job as well, or get something on eBay. Um, I've no, built com- completely, <clears throat> absolutely completely. Um, I, yeah, I've built gravel bikes from old 26-inch mountain bikes, from newer 29-inch mountain bikes. I actually put together um, all of the gravel bikes I've built today. I think there's ten. Um, which I can share, but yeah, old, old cyclocross bikes, old mountain bikes. You know, there's loads of ways to do it if you if you don't want to spend a load of money. If you want to go and buy something off the peg, I think probably what Toby just did is is what we'd recommend. Um, which I think I think you ended up with uh, Merlin. Is that right, Toby? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I can't remember how much they are. Like twelve hundred, maybe. Um, twelve hundred quid it was. Yeah. Some decent, you know, decent entry level. You, you can spend a lot less. Um, but yeah, if, if if you've got that sort of money, that's probably the sweet spot of kind of um, getting the, the most bang for your buck. But yeah, by no means you have to. You just need, I mean, I guess the key bit is having some 28 mil plus tyres, isn't it? To give yourself that, 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 that cushion and capacity to go over some of that terrain. The rest of it's just get on your bike and go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the, well, the more the better up to... 40 45 mil or something um i think i think hydraulic discs are probably you count them as an advantage as well you don't need them you don't need them um i've got i've inherited well i say i've inherited i've managed to get i managed to sort of buy swap beg steal borrow whatever you want to say um an old specialized truck cyclocross race bike with canty brakes and yeah it's great it's absolutely brilliant um and it it just goes to show you don't need all of these things because i've got i've got to be honest i had a conversation with dave as everyone seems to and ended up thinking of buying a massively expensive bike as seems to be the trend but i rode this specialized for a few rides and I, i literally i was just like I don't need to. This is brilliant. Yeah, okay. I've got to be a bit more careful on the descents, or I'm just going to go faster than everyone else. That's fine too. Um, but it works. And yeah. it's yeah, and, and and you don't need drop bars either. Like flat bars, totally fine. I've had loads of flat bar gravel bikes, and generally a lot cheaper. Particularly if you're talking hydraulic brakes, like you get a flat bar hydraulic brakes for. 20 quid whereas drop bar hydraulic brakes you're talking like 300 quid so um yeah just look around if you're the kind of person that wants to build something then you know go on ebay and buy a an old mountain bike or you know put a rigid fork on it and the cool thing i i picked up was that there's not this fascination with weight is it is there there's not this huge like the road bikes um community fascination with weight it's just kind of like well you know it's it's a bit undulating just get up the hill and just get on with it and pay and and speed's not as important it's just actually that sense of exploration and being outside and and and, and find and exploring your local environment which is really cool yeah i think yeah i find that quite refreshing like being someone who's you know been a 
speed obsessed roadie for a few years beforehand um quite refreshing to just uh yeah just be in it for the adventure really and it's all about like where you go rather than how fast you go and you see yeah. that now i'm pretty sure you posted about taking someone's kof earlier today yeah yeah <laughs> there's that there's that yeah you, you um, can you, you can uh, you can get into it as much as you want <laughs> And I think I think that's an, that's that's another thing. You can, as as Toby will no doubt attest, you can come out with someone like me who hasn't ridden the bike properly since kind of way back when last year, um, and just about manages to make it up to the local woods, puffing and panting, but then has hilarious fun sliding between trees. Mm. Or you can go out on one of Dave's rides, which, from what I can gather, are basically just pain fests. <laughs> um, and see a completely different side to gravel riding on the same bike, arguably in the same day if you're a masochist. <laughs> I, I, I've been out with both of you, and they were both fun. John took me some some places that I didn't think a bike could go, and firmly cemented the belief that actually my gravel kite can do that. And I thoroughly enjoyed sitting behind Dave, tucking him wherever I wherever I could, and him taking all the all the lead at the front, and. I didn't particularly enjoy him sitting when we got to the top of the climb, him perfectly still, fully recovered with Jake and I behind him completely broken. But that was kind of part of the adventure, isn't it? Don't worry, you get you get used to it. That's basically that's just going out for a bike ride with Dave. <laughs> it, it it was like that when I used to go out on club rides with him at uni fifteen years ago, and it will be like it if I went out on a bike ride with him tomorrow. I'm I'm pretty sure when I started riding, someone told me. <laughs> I don't know what they told him, but it didn't make it through. <laughs> <laughs> Get out there, Dave. I'll, I'll have to be a little mystery. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so it's been some interest, interesting stuff there. Uh, just in closing, just just for the members, are any sort of what's your best experience tell us your best experience on a gravel bike can i can i uh redirect that to be best experiences on a gravel ride not necessarily on a gravel bike because i don't think it's fair to pigeonhole john i wouldn't dream of pigeonholing anyone let's talk about your best experiences on a bike off road should we say that off tarmac Okay, that's yeah, no, brilliant, brilliant. Um, right, let's go with day seven of the transcontinental in 2015. Um, going over the Col de Azeta, which is basically the white mountain road that goes from Sestriere over the Italian Alps. Um, it's basically an off-road off-road kind of gravel track used by the Italian military during the war. Um, Mike Hall, absolute legend of these parts, um, decided that it would be great fun to take a bunch of effectively adventure road bikers over this. Yeah, I'm 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 not going to lie. It's, it's basically off-road high mountain pass um, on fully loaded road bikes which funnily enough became gravel bikes for the afternoon um one lad called ultan did it on a time trial bike because he decided that was that was going to be the quickest bike 
So he did uh, what turned out to be 45k of gravel road on a carbon time trial bike. Um, there were people on mountain bikes, most people just on road bikes. And it was brilliant. And it just goes to prove that it's not the bike, it's where you are and who you're with and what you're doing. So there. Great story. There's, there's, I, I think that's something that's resonated throughout our discussion, which is it's not about the bike, it's about just being out there and exploring. Josh, tell us your, your best bit, your best experience. Well, I'm, I'm quite a newbie to gravel biking, as you know, because I pretty much bought mine just before you bought yours, Toby. Um, uh, oh. And that was obviously that Vitus gravel. Bike oh, oh wait, hang on, hang on. Sorry to interrupt. Did, did, did I just see a bandwagon passing? <laughs> yeah, I jumped on it. <laughs> I went in there head first. <laughs> you set me up, I'll smack him out of the park, I mate. Know, yeah. I teed you right up there, John. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I'm quite a newbie to it. I, my best story would probably be um the first time i took it out realizing that it can do as much as most of my mountain bikes can do um and just basically realizing that on the road it goes almost as quick as a road bike i mean the first descent i did on road i was amazed it was like you could hit like 40 miles an hour on the thing i was like there's no way you can't hit that on on a mountain bike because of the wider tires usually unless you're seriously gunning it, probably like John, um, when he's off-road at some point, would, would get up to that sort of speed. But I, I was just amazed at how versatile it was and how much you could actually just take it off. And, I mean, I even took it to some rock gardens and stuff like that just to give it a go, see what it could do. And it, it's amazing. Like, literally, you can do as much as you can do on a mountain bike on it and you've got the versatility of using it on the road, and it's as quick. Well, not as quick, but obviously it's an option, and you know you can get a lot more average speed. So, you've, yeah. yeah. Sorry to interrupt again, but you've just reminded me of another ridiculously entertaining gravel bike uh, analogy. This this is actually on a mountain bike, so again. A mountain bike being ridden on gravel, thus proving my philosophy of any bike can be ridden. Um, in an event called the Crystal, which some of you may have heard of, it's kind of a high mountain mountain bike race from Verbier over the Swiss Alps this time, um, coming down a sort of 5k fire road descent, so straight down the side of a mountain um, in a straight line, as the uh, Swiss have a put on for. In in literally a pace line, a pace line on mountain bikes. I made, I mean, literally like one behind the other taking turns at the front. Um, I made the mistake of looking at my Garmin. Okay. Worryingly, when you hit 98k an hour on a mountain bike on gravel, <laughs> two inches off the guy in front's back wheel, you kind of, you go into some kind of blank. You don't really want to appreciate just how fast you're going um, at that point. But we made it round the corner somehow. I don't know. Still, still don't know how. 
Um, Did he get to 100, though? <laughs> unfortunately, not. No, thank John. Start again. <laughs> unfortunately, not. I, 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 have, I haven't looked at the GPX file for quite a long time, but as I remember, I was just shy of 100. Um, but quite honestly, that was enough for me. That that was more than enough. Right, I've 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 gassed on enough now. Dave, what's yours? I was trying to think of um, a time where I haven't bonked on a gravel ride. To be honest, um, <laughs> no, I think in in all seriousness, like, I haven't got a specific gravel ride. I think it's um, you know it's going to be somewhere up that way, Lamwano, um, Rigos, over towards Glen Corrigan. Um, you know, over the summer last year, being able to actually meet outside with a, you know, a few other good mates and just enjoy being up there, really. That I haven't got a specific memory. Just that kind of memory is, um, you know, especially given the times we we we've been in over the last year with the pandemic. Um, yeah, that that for me is really the highlight. Oh, and that and taking one of the King of Gravel sector KOMs. That was another one. <laughs> and, I, and I'm glad you didn't mention the descent and. The dodgy descent and the that you took me on the broke my rear wheel. <laughs> that is part of the um the, the forty seven cycle route, but I would probably advise people to avoid it. Haven't you, <laughs> Cool. Okay, Ben. Cool. Yeah. Um, I was going to talk about the Torino Nice Rally, which I'm going to say the name just so that people go and check it out. Go and check it out. It's amazing. But John's already talked about a part of uh, that road in the Alps, which is on it. So I'm not going to, I'm going to talk about something close to home. So there's an event called Wales Juro, which is run by a collective called the Racing Collective. Go check them out as well. So they arrange, um, organize free. You're sounding events. like a pro podcaster now. I'm just going to say, go check them out. It's so, it's like, sorry. I listen to too many podcasts, but yeah, they, they arrange free gravel events across the UK. Wales Juro being a two day unsupported bike packing event which starts in North Wales Bangor and it comes to Cardiff um, over a weekend so Saturday you ride from Bangor to sort of mid Wales and then Sunday you ride mid Wales to Cardiff um, finishing coming over the gap which I'm sure people know from hiking etc it's that's quite a feat on a gravel bike a little bit of carrying being done but um, yeah, the route is absolutely amazing, like all of the best of Wales. Um, and it, it's a hard two days, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. I mean, you could do it over three or four days if, if you want to take it a bit easier, but just, um, yeah, check out their, their website. They've got the GPX files. You can ride it anytime, but they do run an event. Um, well, that event once a year, they do other events too. Um, in fact, it's worth looking at the one of the Rafa Gone Racing films about GB Juro, which is another event that the Racing Collective run. But Lachlan Morton turned up to it in its first year, surprisingly won it being a professional. Uh, but they made a really good video about it. So uh, that kind of gives you the idea of what. Um, Definitely. Um, if we're name checking events, then I'm going to talk about Matt Page and his acycling stuff. This is a podcast. It's not a game of top trumps. No, <laughs> not, not, not events that I've done. Events that I think people should have a look at and in, enter. Matt Page does um, a lot of Mid Wales gravel events. Um, there's also an event called the Great British Escapade, which basically does the North South North North Downs South Downs route in a day. So, or I say a day, a long day. So you start 
from uh, you start do the North Downs and then back along the South Downs, which is an awesome ride. Um, have a look at the Reaver, Dirty Reaver um, up in Scotland, if you fancy a bit of a track. There, there are hundreds of them. And I think that, again, is brilliant. You can go and explore for 10 minutes out of your back door, or you can drive three quarters of the way off the across the country and do a massive multi-day adventure. Amazing. So I guess in closing my best bit, and I'm not going to talk about an experience. Well, it is an experience. It's about my experience over the last three months. I guess the coolest thing for me around going through, from thinking about buying a gravel bike to buying one, has been actually for the support of the club and the community. Because I've gone from pretty much being in lockdown to having a community through the club and the network to really help me buy a decent bike. And then I have loads of people, um, good people like yourself, to sort of show me around when that, when the restrictions allowed, physically show me around, but also just sharing routes and experiences and tips. And it's been really cool. And that's just down to the, you know, the, the, the people in the club. And I guess that's what the club's about, is about that network as well. So I think as a collective and myself, I'd sort of say really encourage other members, if you want to get in touch with anyone, please do. Um, because that information that hopefully we've shared tonight and the wealth of experience in the club is really invaluable that you can't just get from Googling stuff on the internet. It's that real personal shared information. And I guess that's part, part of that of being part of a club and one of the real strengths there. So I guess we're going to draw it to a close. So thanks a lot guys. Thanks for coming on and sharing your thoughts. Hopefully the members have found it um, interesting and informative and there's been some good stories. And I just, guess if there's any other topics people want to cover just let someone in the club know or email jake or david um and we might be able to facilitate it if i carry on hosting them i'm not sure i'm that good at it but i've tried no i i, I think i'm i'm just going to put my vote in for uh bike packing races just because i want an excuse to talk about the transcon again <laughs> john did you do the transcontinental you mean I haven't mentioned it? <laughs> I, I thought you'd be wearing your cap. Oh, mate, the cap, the T-shirt, I've got it all. I've got it all. I mean, as, as we all know, it, it didn't happen if it's not on Strava or Facebook or Instagram or any of the other socials. <laughs> Is that the end of that, then? Yeah, I've one sentence. I'm just conscious of time, and I'm conscious that yeah, we don't we, well, we don't want to name all the races we've done, but you can if you like, John. Do you want to name another no, one? No, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Go on. Just, I, just do, tell us one more. One more. Um, French Divide. French Divide. There you are. So everyone can go and have a Google of that and work out how difficult it probably is. And yeah, I think we we undersell your experience, John. And the irony is, I don't think I'm that experienced. I literally, I have a great propensity for having maybe a little too much to drink and getting talked into doing stupid events and then going, <laughs> oi, best, best work out how I'm going to do this then. Um, and that's ended up in me running a marathon on three months notice, riding across a continent, um, doing all sorts of ridiculous things. Because at the end of the day, you, if if you 
if you don't give yourself a chance to say no, then you're going to end up doing something that you'll remember for a long, long time. So there's some great experiences in the group here, um, local and, and newbies to it from Josh to myself. Um, John, transcontinental stuff, and I probably we've undersold Ben and David here, who are extreme, extremely fit gravelers who have toured South Wales. So they are your men for um, for, for routes and, and real experience. Listen, we're going to wrap it up. I hope the members have enjoyed this. Thanks to John, Ben, Josh, and David. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the first roundtable podcast discussion. We hope you enjoyed the first Cardiff Ajax roundtable discussion. Thanks again to David Medhurst, Ben Nolan, John Shergold, Josh Kennedy. Any members that would like to be involved with any discussions or have any specific topics they wish to discuss and share with other members, please get in touch with David Medhurst or Jake Bailey. We welcome any feedback and we hope you enjoyed the show.